everybody. Welcome back. Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, we're talking about security online for us real estate entrepreneurs, especially when we're working with investors and joint venture partners and raising capital. So if you've watched the news or been aware, you've seen lots of situations where big companies and healthcare providers and government agencies are getting hacked and all of this ransomware stuff's going on. Is that a risk for us as a mom and pop real estate investor? Well, today, our special guest is Mr. Matt Four. Matt is a very, very accomplished real estate investor who did amazing things in record time. Matt became financially free three years after jumping into real estate. He's got a real strong background in corporate sales, but he got burned one too many times in the corporate world, got ripped off for commission, said to hell with that. I want to take control of my own finances. So we got a perfect combination here because Matt's coming in from a corporate and a tech type background. Now he's got lots of experience with real estate. He's got lots of experience raising capital. He's in the multifamily space. He's in the syndication space. He's done a lot of different things. And he's bringing some very good knowledge around how we can protect ourselves online, and especially when it comes to raising capital. So Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dave. Excited to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you here. So let's jump right in. And why don't you define for us what do you mean by protecting ourselves online or covering our butts or what what do you how do you like to describe this? Yeah, absolutely. So I spent as a way of introduction 15 years in sales and sales leadership roles at technology companies. And one yeah. of the common questions and and topics that we would always discuss is how do I protect myself from ransomware, cybersecurity from getting hacked? And so what I've really developed here is just a talk track for capital raisers, whether you're new to this journey or very experienced in this journey on how you can help protect yourself and more importantly, recover if or when something happens. So that's the gist of why we're here. So am I hearing kind of the underlying thought here being it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, it's more of a matter of when it's going to happen? I certainly think that if you're listening to the show at some point along your journey, you've been hacked or your credit card information or social security information has been stolen. Now it's a matter of when they're going to use that and when they're going to test that to see if it's valid. So we'll give some tips and tricks around how you can help protect that if you're not already hacked, but also talk through if you are, what can you do in the future? All right. And we're going to kind of keep this towards the capital raising side of things. Is that correct? That's correct. That's All correct. right. Fire away, my friend. So where do we get started? What do we? What should we be looking at first? And I'm the perfect guy to talk with about this because- you know, I do everything online. However, I'm kind of a Luddite when it comes to the high techie side of, of cyber protection. I mean, I think I've got things covered, but God knows I probably don't as well as I could. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. And to be clear, I was a salesperson, not an engineer. So I'm going to try to keep this as high level as possible. <laughs> well, then but you should be able to explain it to me in a way that I'll understand. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Well, let's start off with, it's no secret that we're moving our world online, right? COVID in 2020 has definitely accelerated that trend, but it accelerated a trend that was already going out there. And when you're going and moving your businesses online, whether it's documents, customer information, or social media profiles, you're basically expanding the attack surface that a hacker could have. So to put some stats around it, it's basically happening once every 11 seconds, somebody is getting hacked these days. 
And it's estimated that that's costing the world GDP $8 trillion. Now, most of us listening to this know that that's probably not going to impact us that much. But here's an interesting stack that I found is that 60% of small, medium businesses that ultimately get hacked end up going out of business within the next three years. Wow. Holy and smokes. that's essentially from a couple of different reasons, right? One, it could be because of ransomware where, hey, I've got your data, pay me a big lump sum and you can't recover that. But most importantly, it's from a trust aspect. We as capital raisers are in charge of our investors' trust. Trust that we won't fraud them, trust that we'll operate a property, and trust that we will keep their financial security, financial information secure. So with that, do you, do you have any questions or we'll kind of go through a couple of different ways people can protect themselves? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you talked about the fact that the more stuff we're doing online, the more exposed we are. So, I mean, all the way from simple stuff, from emails to all the different social media accounts that you have. I mean, I see this all the time. Facebook friends saying, hey, I've been hacked. Somebody got into my my account. Now, that sounds somewhat harmless compared to losing somebody else's financial information, an investor that's come on board with you. But it all really, really impacts that whole trust factor because, you know, let's say you're doing a lot of stuff on social media and somehow somebody hacks your your Facebook account and starts posting crap on your behalf or making a fake account with your name on it, that can really affect things trust-wise as well. Absolutely. And it's no longer the Nigerian prince that's asking for money or that you're a, a distant inherited relative. It's yeah. more now around social profiling. So social profiling is as simple as coming to your location, dropping a bunch of USP keys or fake hard drives out into the parking lot. And what's the first thing we do, Dave, when we see a USB drive just laying there? plug it into our computer. And that is how they get around these sophisticated attacks. Wow. 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 All right. So let's take a look at this from our perspective as capital raisers. I know you've worked with a lot of investors. You, you, this is something that's very top of mind with you. So what are some suggestions you have for us to protect ourselves and our investor partners better? Yeah. So we're going to take this in three different steps. The first yeah. step you can do is just basically build a wall. And what I mean by that is protecting your data. It sounded so, kind of Trump. It sounded kind of Trumpy. <laughs> build a wall around your data. Well, there are a couple of suggestions I'd have here. And one is those software patches you get on your phone. Most of us delete them. We don't pay attention to them. You've probably got 50,000 softwares that need to be updated on your phone. That is very critical that you update your software because okay. in those software updates, usually they're patching some sort of hole that they found and that hackers have exploited somewhere in the future. So first and foremost, if you ever have a software update on your phone, on your computer or where you store your data, make sure you go ahead and implement that. Well, the that's, second that's really good advice because I'm one of those guys that I ignore that most of the time. So that hit me right between the eyes. Yeah, yep. my friend. Yep. All right. Um, I'll, I'll the let second, the damn iPhone update tonight then. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second thing you can do is have some sort of password manager. So I think we're all familiar with the fact that we get a little bit lazy on the way we do our passwords. We use the same password with maybe a number change or an explanation point or something like that change. But a randomly generated password is going to significantly increase the difficulty in a hacker's ability to attack your network. So for example, I used to use all uppercase and lowercase on my passwords. And now because of software and because of machines, they're able to hack that within two hours. 
Wow. However, some of those randomly generated passwords that they offer can take up to 92 billion years with the amount of software out there. So some password managers out there, I personally use Google Password Manager, but there's also things like OnePassword and NordPass that will not only auto-generate a password for you, it'll store that password in a secure way and it'll spread it out across your devices. So you don't have to worry about remembering it. You just have to worry about remember getting into the tool itself. You know what? This is bringing back a bad memory of mine because I think I had one of those kind of things a few years ago and then got a bunch of stuff set up and promptly forgot my master password. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Auto locked everything, right? Oh yeah. It was like, oh God, you know, so I kind of, that turned me off these uh, these password uh, manager type programs just because my own stupidity but yeah man i i can see that because i'm forever forgetting the different passwords that i've got and then you know if you're storing them somewhere then that's easy to hack then somebody's got access to everything so i guess the big danger with the password manager would be if somebody happened to come across your master password right that would correct that would be the, the challenge. Any tips there? What What are your thoughts on creating and remembering a really good master password for these kind of programs? So what I would recommend is you write down that password on a physical piece of paper and lock it in a safe. That's mm. probably your best bet, whether it's a bank safe at your local bank or you've Safety got one at the house. Box. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's the best way. Smart. So, okay. Good idea. So you're you're using the Google OnePass thing or the Google thing. Password I, I manager. Yeah, I'm kind of familiar with that, but does that have like one master password or is it just kind of, it auto generates a gazillion passwords for you and then automatically remembers them for you on, on your it, computer? It auto generates, but to get in and see the password or access the password, you have to be able to lock into your, log into your account, which you might be thinking, well, then somebody could hack into your Google account. Ah, but another way you can help build your wall is something called multi-factor authentication. Mm, multi-factor okay. authentication means that you are taking two steps to log in to something. So it might be that you type in your password and then the service itself, like Google or HubSpot or MailChimp or whatever, will send you a text message that then you have to type in that code. So for your most critical, you don't need multi-factor authentication on everything, right. but for your investor data and your most critical information, I suggest that you also turn on multi-factor authentication so that there's two steps that somebody has to do. So not only is it taking them 92 billion years to get to your, your password, but then they have to figure out how to solve the next step in the equation as well. So the worst case scenario in that scene, as far as I can see it, is, for example, if you're living the laptop lifestyle, you got everything on your laptop and you've got all these, these password automatic type things there, especially the Google one, if I'm not mistaken, it'll auto input the password for you, correct? The, so if the somebody, password manager. Yep. Yeah. If somebody manages to get a hold of your laptop or your phone and it's unlocked, they could access all your stuff. Is that correct? Or am I missing something? That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave DeBow and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com.
Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. Correct. So you want to make sure you always lock your computer whenever you're walking away from it. But my multi-factor authentication on my laptop is on me at all times. You know what it is? It's your my phone. fingerprint. Oh, your fingerprint. There you go. Okay. So my fingerprint is very, very unique. Not many people have it out there. And unless I'm dead or present, that's the only way somebody's going to be able to get into my computer. Fair enough. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I've got here the build the wall, update your software with, with software updates. That's the first part. Using the password managers, getting those automatic selected, randomly selected passwords. And then also multi-factor authentication. Is there anything that I'm missing here, Matt, from, from your, are those the three steps you were talking yeah. about there? The last one, I'll throw a fourth one at you, okay. is a VPN. So if you've watched YouTube at any point in the past 10 years, you've seen an advertisement for a VPN, NordVPN, ExpressVPN, insert VPN here. A VPN, for those that aren't familiar, is a secure tunnel from point A to point B. So if you are logging on to a Starbucks, for instance, somebody can sit there and watch your traffic going on. But if you have a VPN, they can't crack into the tunnel because it's an encrypted tunnel. So for the most part, you don't need a VPN at your house. I would still highly encourage it, but I would definitely recommend and overly encourage if you are in a hotel, at a Starbucks, or using public Wi-Fi, do not log on to that until you at least have a VPN set up. Okay, so let's, because I've been consistently guilty of that at airports and, and whatnot primarily. So you're saying that if you're on a public network, somebody knows what the hell they're doing, next, right next to you, close to you, or anywhere on the interwebs could access your computer. Which Which is it or all of the above? All of the above. So what you see in some public locations is a spoofed Wi-Fi. So it's not even real Wi-Fi. They just get your phone to connect to it automatically because your phone set, you've got a setting that says connect to any Wi-Fi that I see open. It could be something as that, or it could be something as like a packet scanner that's sitting on top of that Wi-Fi. And it's basically looking to intercept any data that's going from the Wi-Fi out to the public web. That's crazy scary. So, okay. So explain to a lot of like myself, VPN, what is that? What does that involve? What kind of a pain in the butt is that to get going and and to actually use what is that does it slow things down tell me a little bit about these vpns yeah so you brought up a good point around a pain in the butt and this is where we are with cybersecurity is that you can continue to build the wall build the wall build the wall but at what point are you losing productivity because you're trying to be ultra secure cybersecurity is always a balance so there are services like nordvpn for instance has a vpn a password manager, and a place for encryption storage that you can put your documents online. So it kind of hits all the different buckets at one time, just from logging into it once, for example. So finding tools that can kind of accomplish multiple things is going to be good enough for most of our capital raisers out there. Might not be good for JP Morgan, but it'll be good for you and I. Right. Because the, the big concern there is if somebody manages to crack into NordVPN, They've got access to all of their clients' stuff everywhere kind of thing, right? That's that's right. the big danger with that. Okay, very, very good, scary, wise advice. I really appreciate this, Matt, because it's given me food for thought, that's for sure. What else do we have to keep in mind when it comes to securing ourselves and our investors online? 
So that is building the wall, right? But no matter how tall you build that wall, somebody can build a different, a bigger ladder. And one thing that I've seen in cybersecurity is you have to be right 100% of the time. The hacker only has to be right once. So what you want to start doing is thinking through your contingency plans or what am I going to do if all of this is gone? So this is where backing up your data is critically, critically, critically important. And again, going back to that conversation of balance, we all can start thinking of every document we want to back up. But for us as capital raisers, you probably want to think about the priority, what we call the crown jewels. And the crown jewels are things like your CRM. Who are my customers or my investors? What's their name? What's their contact information? And more importantly, what have they invested with me and what properties have they invested in? So if you've done multiple deals, you probably have the same investor across multiple different properties. That's all information that I would highly encourage a capital raiser to back that up nightly through some sort of automated software that these tools have. Like HubSpot, for instance, has a little application that you can download and it does it automatically. Or at least do a weekly backup of your full data set so that you know weekly you can fail back a week. All right. So a lot of the CRM that, that are out there are cloud-based. They're online CRM type programs. Don't they automatically back everything up for you? Do you still have to worry about that in that case? What What are your thoughts there, Matt? Great question. Yes, they do. However, in all of their standard EULAs, users licensing and agreement documents, they say that we don't guarantee the access to your data. So uh, as people have moved to Microsoft Azure, Amazon AWS, we have seen time and time again where one configuration error, one bug in the software that they use accidentally takes off servers and automatically now you don't have a business. So when we're talking about backing up data, I definitely think it's important that you back up your data through the native tools. So let HubSpot do its thing, let Microsoft do its thing, but that you also take a copy of that offline. And again, this sounds very, very cumbersome, right? I'm not talking about everything, just what we call the crown jewels. What does your business absolutely need to keep your business going, which is your investor list, the names, the numbers, how much they've invested, properties, and any sorts of legal documents that you have. Very, very wise. So what are your recommendations that way? Just buy a, a hard drive, an external hard drive, and plug that sucker in and configure it so that it uh, backs up what you need? Yes. So I have native storage on my computer. So everything that I do is on my computer. And then I normally throw it up into an encrypted storage drive. So whether that's NordVPN that we were talking about earlier, Dropbox and Google have some services around that if you're interested. And then last, I take an extra copy of that and put it on a, I have a little NAS device, which is a, just a network attached storage device that's encrypted with encrypted drives. But if you don't have that, just a USB drive that's encrypted, that you can get it an offline copy of your data as well. Excellent. Fantastic advice, my friend. My goodness. Okay, so this gives us a lot of a lot of food for thought. Now, for those folks that are really not computer savvy, what are you what are your suggestions for these people? How can they is there is there somebody that they can get to help them do this kind of stuff? What what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I would absolutely look at hiring some sort of consultant that understands a little bit of these tools out there, knows what you're looking for, and get them to set it up once, right? When I'm talking about VPNs, password managers, all of this, it sounds like, wait, that's way too much software. 
I don't even know how to turn on my computer, let alone log on to Wi-Fi. And now you're asking me to download software and manage it. But I promise once you manage it once, you'll start getting in the flow of, okay, I need to do step one, step two, step three. And then on terms of backup, again, most IT savvy consultants out there will know what you're doing and some native tools around how to help you go find somebody that can help you back up your data. Because we always think about building the wall. We never think about the disaster recovery plan or the resiliency plan. How do I keep business operations moving after an event? Excellent advice. And chances are this kind of stuff, you could even find somebody, a consultant online that could help you with this. It doesn't have to be somebody physically at your location. Yeah. So any any tips on where to find these kind of folks? I think most people on Fiverr or a local Google search would probably be the best place to start there. Fantastic. Well, Matt, this has been great. Really, really appreciate your experience and your insight. You're an active kind of guy. I know that you've got an amazing podcast. Love your podcast, Ice Cream with Investors. <laughs> if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, where should they go? What should they do? Absolutely. So first of all, I would love it if you could subscribe to the show, Ice Cream with Investors. So you can find me on all the major publishing apps, whether it's Apple, Google, or Stitcher. Or if you just want to reach out to me directly, feel free to email me at matt at nextlevelincome.com. Fantastic. Matt, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everybody, take care. See you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.